find my mind wandering, thinking, what would my family think? Do you think they could be out there? Marcello, let's forget about being afraid. Just take the adventure. Okay, let, let's do it. Hi, everybody. It's Marcel. I'm recording this video because I'm looking for my family. Welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark, and with me today is my guest, Lauren Knight. Hi, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, and then, I don't know if you've ever listened before, but uh, for every, anybody else that has uh, is first time listening to this podcast, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the anim animation industry and the main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it's up for discussion to geek out about. So this episode's kind of a kind of like a special bonus episode that's going to be uh, squarely just a review about Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And you invited me to a screening uh, this past week, and I was I am very appreciative of that because now this is now. I'm not going to bury late. This is like one of my favorite movies of the year now. So It is for me too. And uh, it does have a tongue twister of a name though. Marcel the shell with shoes oh, yeah. on. I... <laughs> Say that fast five yeah, times. Yeah, I remember I remember your, your co-host at the screenings. Or was it, or it was either you or, or your, he had said that. So to try to say. Yeah, I think it was, was Jeff where he was like, I can't even yeah. say it once. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, I guess like the best way to, to kind of just start with this is that uh, the movie is made by, uh, well, produced by A24, it's uh, directed by Dean Flesher Camp, and then Marcel is voiced by Jenny Slate, uh, and then the rest of the, the cast in there is Isabella Rosalini, Rosa Salazar, Thomas Mann, and Leslie Stahl. Uh, yes, Leslie Stahl from 60 Minutes, but we will get into that. Uh, now... <laughs> I shared one article with you uh, before we get into like talking or, like review wise about the movie, which it seems like now this year a twenty four they also released the everything everywhere all at once uh, as well that's been doing really well at the box office and then now it seems like Marcel the Shell uh, has just slid into the top ten for the box office as well so. Uh, seems kind of like they're like slow and steady kind of release for their films is working out for them uh, that and obviously good word of mouth and the very high Rotten Tomatoes score now I, I know yeah that's exciting that's so great that it's doing so well both like monetarily and just overall review yeah. wise and this <laughs> this had I want to say, like the other day, it was still at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, so some cold-hearted person <laughs> apparently did not enjoy the movie. I'm... Some Grinch, some yeah, Grumpus. That's... I'm going to find the, the one rotten, here it is, uh, from Gone with the Twins, yeah, Mike Macy, so he's he's the the cold-hearted person that did not enjoy this movie. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... How could you not? Like, uh, 
I could just talk about how could you not like this movie instead for like a whole hour. Oh, there he is. Oh, oh I know him. I know him. <laughs> uh, I'll uh, message him later and be like, yeah. dude, you've offset the Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah. He's the he's the Armand White in this in this situation. Oh my, he is five out of ten. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a piece <laughs> of my mind. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. No worries. Continue, Mark. <laughs> yeah, so Marcel opened to it looks like about 170 thousand on the six screens that it opened to on June 24th in New York and L.A. Uh, so that's pretty good like screen average if it looks like around just under like 30,000 and then I believe what it's opening wide uh, like this week this, this Friday Friday but there are a couple there are some theaters okay. already showing it because some people have already gone to see nice. it um, so it is a slow rollout but it is supposed to be everywhere starting on Friday but we all know what everywhere yeah. means for certain cities and locations too so yeah. Um, dealing with A24, uh, their definition of everywhere is uh, different, <laughs> I think, than ours yeah. might be. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, now, I, I guess the, the main thing to start off with from here is, like, what is kind of, like, your your background with Marcel the Shell uh, as far as, like, I remember you had said you'd watched some of the, you'd watched the shorts before the screening, uh, but had you watched them before that? Um no, I hadn't. I don't know where. I did, so this article says that it was from t like, it was a what does it say? Twenty ten, based on a popular twenty ten YouTube series. But I'm pretty sure the YouTube videos that I watched were dated two thousand seven. Um, and if that's the case, I would have just been out of college because I graduated late twenty six uh, two thousand six December two thousand six. So I don't even think my cell phone at the time had, like, internet uh, on it. I don't know if you <laughs> – everyone out there remembers a time when cell phones uh, – not all cell phones, even in the early 2000s, had, like, internet capabilities and stuff. Um, or I couldn't afford, like, a uh -huh. smartphone, quote-unquote. So I think I missed – like, I was working three jobs also when I got out of college, so I think I just missed the – like popularity of it because uh, I was working and then again like with my phone and stuff and um, you know Facebook and the way you share things on social media was also entirely different so no I knew uh, I had to I watched the three shorts before going into the screening um, like a couple days before the screening and then did a little bit of, of research on it so I could um, you know host it uh, but no I was not familiar were you I don't think so like now I just I finally just watched the shorts today before recording this, uh, but I hadn't seen them before watching the movie last week. And, but for some, okay. it seems familiar, like almost like a, I may have like tangentially like seen it like while I was in in college as well, and maybe just like just forgot about it. Okay. What I thought was funny though was when I was when I showed the the three shorts to my wife and my son. My son was like, "Oh, you can tell these are old." Because he, he saw the, like, the cell phone and, and, and one of them I was, like, on the flip phones. And then he saw, like, the, the Apple computer in there, too. And he saw, like, what the software looked like on the Mac. 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It, they are dated yeah. in a way. Um, so I think that's also why I just kind of missed it. It just came out at a time where my viral sensibilities were not what they were yeah. now. And I think that's the only thing that like kind of like dates it in any way, too. Because, I mean, they don't really rely too much on like technology in them other than for like slight little like gag jokes and stuff and i did notice uh some of the stuff that they did end up reusing like within the the feature uh like uh we had i guess spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen marcel lachelle yet it's we're going to talk about the entire movie so spoilers if you haven't watched it yet pause podcast go watch the movie if it's in your city and then come back and listen to this but like i noticed the gag with in well at least in one of the shorts it was marcel standing on the keyboard and causing the z on the the screen where it was his, right. his grandmother in the movie and i liked they like they use some of like the same gags as far as like some of the jokes that that he says in there as well yeah and some of the same dialogue like i am michelle i have one eye i have shoes and i think i have a really good personality or whatever like they but I think they, I mean, I think they yeah. had to do that because for people like, you know, you and me and, and the audience we were watching it with, you know, which definitely, like, skewed older um, with Phoenix Film Society, like, you have to be able to establish who Marcel is for people that don't know right. who or what Marcel is. You know what I mean? So it didn't it didn't bother me um, really that they that they reused it because they, they reused some material like word for word or gag for gag and then other things like you said like with the keyboard they added like tweaks to it so if you saw the shorts it would be like an in joke for people that already saw the shorts and then it's a different character stepping on the keyboard like so it makes sense to me though that they had to like kind of redo yeah. um some parts of of you know the the shorts for the a, a larger yeah it definitely makes sense like i remember there was a, a short film that i watched in college as well which was actually like the original short for that animated film nine. Oh, see and i never saw the original short but right. i did see nine yeah, I, yeah I saw it i saw it september 9th 2009 at the 9 p.m showing <laughs> <I could laughs> yeah on per- like on purpose yeah, wanna... or was it like oh my gosh and then, that's amazing side note uh you and I both took pictures with Elijah that year that he was at Comic-Con, but uh, one of the questions I remember Patrick, my son, asked him at that panel was, who would be the nine members of the Fellowship of the Elijah? And, like, he... Oh, that was yeah. Patrick's question, because you saved me a seat in oh, yeah. front row for that panel, because Elijah was, like, the only one that I was, like, needing to be there for. That was that was great. That was a great question. And I, yeah. I wish I had rec- recorded the audio or something so I could remember which nine characters he said because I I can't remember all of them and I think I remember I took notes on my phone but I still don't remember what it was. But oh, I think you did take notes though. I feel like you did jot it down. Frodo. Was yeah, it was like Frodo nine, uh, uh, Wolf or uh, Beaterman from uh, Deep Impact, uh, the guy from Spy Kids, uh, and then. His character from I Don't Want to Live in This World Anymore. Okay. But, and that, yeah. but then I can't, but then I I can't remember. Some... Sin... Yeah, I can't remember. I don't think he chose Sin City. Oh, yeah. He might have chosen his North. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, that was a great yeah, that was a great question that he but Yeah, that's that's what this kinda of reminded me of where it was like this the short that did really well and then a, eventually a feature film was made out of it. Uh now like this I've I've seen some people um, like recommending like what people should watch after watching this too because it's kind of like in the same tone and I've seen like a lot of people recommending uh, Paddington and I think I even sent you that like this this meme that was like then the actor on actor uh, interview thing where it was Paddington oh. and uh, Marcel interviewing each other <laughs> Marcel, which I would yeah I would watch that oh that's a really I would too you know that's a really that's a really good point. I didn't even think about Paddington. I've seen people bring up um, the fantastic Mr. Fox oh, yeah. uh, lately as getting like kind of a resurgence because I feel like when people think of stop motion, they don't necessarily, I don't know. They've always, like people maybe gravitate to just like one type of stop motion or the most recent one they remember seeing and that would probably be fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, but like for the heartwarming, like feel goodness of it, um Paddington would be a good a good comparison I think I kept going back to Toy Story oh, yeah. 3 when it came to like the overall like how this movie makes you feel as an adult right. <laughs> kind of thing um which is still in in animation and I think that's the fact that like Paddington and you know Toy Story 3 resonated for me and that says something to the power of animation and how it isn't uh just for kids oh yeah that whole like oscar debate or like the 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 jokes at the oscars that the that the ladies were making about like how they saw a certain movie a bazillion times because they have a child and it was an animated feature and it's just like yeah marcel is clearly evident and even fantastic mr fox and toy story 3 like it's clearly evident that it's made by adults and arguably like for adults because they know that adults are going to be with their kids yeah like i i went off on a whole tangent i think in our our oscars episode that that oh i bet you did like we're like it just it's because it's frustrating that so many people just like demean animation as well first of all they they put animation as a genre which is not it's it's a medium of storytelling in the same way as like live action or anything like a live action movie can be anything like a western or a rom- romantic movie or a comedy right. or whatever that's the same thing for animated films they can be all those same things it's not if it's animated that's not the genre of the film that's just the way the storytelling is being done in that uh, right like comedy would be it would like animated yeah. comedy right or like like there's a there's a good quote that uh the director brad bird has about it i don't remember off the top of my head but if if someone googles brad bird animation as a genre they'll find like this whole like thing that he went into about it but like my review that like my short review that i even like wrote for this for letterbox was that the movie was uh charming heartwarming endearing and then surprisingly philosophical uh all while also being like very very funny so that's what I liked about this too, is there's just like how smart the movie was. Like it would have like a bunch of like little silly, like quote unquote dumb jokes in it. But then it also found ways of uh, kind of showing like viewpoints and being like very 
kind of introspective and having ideas about like life in general and like family and all the stuff that like if you're like four or five or six or seven or whatever watching this movie since it's pg that all that stuff's probably going to go like right over your head whereas like a bunch of pixar films and um a lot of walt disney animation studio films or like leica and studios like that they'll a lot of the times will make animated films that like are squarely family films in that like you know like the six or seven year old kids can enjoy it but then parents can also enjoy it or just an adult who went and bought paranorman to watch by themselves and just wanted to watch the movie they can enjoy it all by themselves because there's like all of this other added story elements to these films that make them enjoyable to watch no matter what age you are i definitely agree i also think there's a point where like small children view animated movies as like as just animated or a cartoon like so much of the stuff in it does go over their heads and then they hit a certain you know point a certain age where it's animation and like the plot and the message of the movie like unite because there is a lot in marcel that is going to go over a child's head and i think there's a decent amount that they even might find yeah. boring um in the film um we can talk about it later the pacing was honestly like my only issue um with the film uh, but yeah i think kids view it as like oh a cute little cartoon shell that maybe like they do identify with but as an adult you were identifying at least I was, I think, like identifying more with Dean yeah. Fleischer Camp, who like plays a version of himself in the film because it's done um, documentary style. I don't think the movie would work without yeah. Dean or someone like Dean in it. Like just having a shell like talk to a camera and you don't hear like there's no interaction and things like that between the interviewer. Um, like I just, I, I it needed it needs it needed like that offside human yeah. to ground it um but i i found myself identifying with dean i found myself identifying um with the oh, with yeah. the grandma um the grandma shot i'm totally blanking on her name too but the voice by isabella rosalini um not as someone who is like of that age but someone who has seen the aging process you know in their grandparents and things like that and now as an adult realizes what that was yeah you know um forgetting forgetting of names and things like that kids are not gonna kind of understand the deeper meaning of her forgetting marcel's name yeah. or you know uh, her his grandmother's name was connie that's right connie that's right and she was from yeah. the garage and uh that's why she yeah <laughs> Which is so cute, and also, like, the whole movie is just a world message shot in basically, like, a house. Like, there was so much nuance to 
to the film and what it was trying to say about the world and aging and community and things like that, that it was able to talk about all of those, like you said, philosophical things in just essentially a one room. I put room in quotation marks because it's the whole house, but like, you know, a one, a single location film, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, like it goes through like a few different rooms and then like, there's like the whole, like, like set design that they did for like the stuff that's to the level for Marcel. And I even noticed like a lot of the times that, uh, I know they like a lot of, uh, the films that, that like Spielberg did, uh, that are supposed to like ET uh, where it's like shot from the perspective of the kids so whenever mm-hmm. like you see like an adult or whatever in, in the film it's shot up yeah it's so like up, like yeah. with this i noticed that a lot of the times is that the perspective is usually from marcel's point of view it's very rarely from either way up or like um far away and and, and if it is it's like they like point it out like the there's that whole joke where like where like there's this like really far away like shot um after something happens in the film and like the the neighbor next door is like i need you to get out of that tree because if you fall out i don't want to be liable for that and he's like oh okay right he thought he was in like the tree on the property or whatever but instead so so (laughs) he was on the neighbor's so i liked like they pointed like stuff like that out like when it like kind of broke kind of like that rule that they set for themselves with like within the movie and it's what's interesting too is like between like the so it looks like the animation company that did the animation was uh kyoto brothers production and and then so they uh so they did that and then the live action cinematography was bianca klein and then Eric Adkins did the stop motion cinematography and, and he's worked on, uh, looks like Mars attacks and the PJs. Anybody remember the PJs? That was a, uh, a, a, a hit from the, a blast from the past. Yeah. Oh, I do. Wait. And okay. I thought I recognized the name Chiodo. Sorry. I paused to like, look at my, at my phone. So you wouldn't hear me like clicky clacking away. Uh, the Chiodo brothers did freaking Killer Clowns from oh, Outer Space. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Ha- have you ever seen that? I have that? not, because I uh, avoided a lot of uh, horror movies growing up just because I was a scary cat. <laughs> so I didn't. Oh, no. It's uh, it's not at all horror. It's honestly terrible, and now I'm going <laughs> to get a lot of hate mail, uh, specifically, uh, because it, it is like cult classic for a reason, and I understand it, and I respect it. But like the oh, what basically what I'm saying is I recognize the name. Those guys are famous and they're really great with oh, yeah. effects Looks... and stuff. Because all of Killer Clowns, like they did the makeup, like all of the practical effects and stuff in Killer Clowns, um, which I only saw for the first time a couple weeks ago with Aaron Hudson's daughter. Oh man, Evie. Um, she's four years old and loves oh, Killer geez. Clowns, um, and uh, well, she doesn't know the scary. Like, right. She doesn't know. But it honestly isn't scary, and it's honestly quite terrible. Uh, no sorry, <laughs> everyone. But no, that's a mate. Like I, I saw their name in the credits, and I was like, "Why would I know those names?" And it's because I had just watched 
killer clowns and like those guys are still um oh they did the large marge scene and uh Pee-wee's oh yeah Adventure. it looks like they were the worked on uhf and yeah. uh uh elf even like the for the stop motion in that so that's cool oh that would make and critters and they did team like helped on uh team america world police Dang. um yeah that's uh okay that's super cool see <laughs> i learned something I did not know that going in. I just recognized the name. That was something I liked about it, too, because I, I, I liked, uh, like, how well shot and, like, like all the shots were, like, really composed really well with the cinematography for both on Marcel's scale as well as for when it would go to, like, when they were setting up, like, the 60 Minutes interviews and stuff like that. I just thought it was, it was shot. Re- it, it, quote, unquote, looked like an A24 movie. If that makes sense. You think yeah, so? Yeah, I, th- I don't know. Well, I know, like, A24 movies kind of... I, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just thinking, like, I didn't necessarily, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely the type of movie they would release as opposed to, like, Universal. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure when they were shopping sure. it around that... This is, like, this is probably the... the distribution company that would probably do the best for them with this movie for like what it's about and and whatnot because i don't like like you said i don't think like if it was released by like any other distribution company it probably wouldn't be getting rolled out in such a similar way or maybe even be doing as well because of the way it was being uh, released like that but i'm wondering if a24 is what if, if they were approached by A24 instead of, like, let's make a movie and then... Oh, it. yeah, right. Um, I'm trying to see... I'm looking in my A24 emails because you can, like, subscribe. Okay. Um, oh, he just... And so Dean, Dean Fleischer Camp wrote an email on behalf of, like, the A24 kind of newsletter. Um, and so... Here, here's something funny. Uh, This is from Dean himself. He says, so when offers to, quote, develop our, quote, property followed, I was reluctant. What could be less authentic, less true to the spirit of that great love than a slick studio cash grab? One studio exec was pretty insistent that we should team Marcel with John Cena so they could fight crime. What the? So. (laughs) That would be weird. It sounds like they were, yeah, it sounds like it was maybe multiple offers. Um, And then, of course, studio execs, uh, you know, studio exec it up and had really stupid ideas and (laughs) (laughs) narrow-minded thinking. (laughs) I don't even know how that would have worked. Like, unless they made, like, unless they made John Cena one of the voices of, like, one of the shells, unless they were saying, like, John Cena would be I think it was going to maybe be like John a buddy Cena. comedy where you've got a little shell, like kind of like those Liberty Mutual commercials where it's like, oh, yeah. And like that human guy or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> or the the happy time murder. Oh, yeah. Like puppet. Like puppet murder, like puppet and human team up. Like, hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't want to watch Marcel and John Cena fight crime, but not i i'm glad i saw this happen yeah first. marcel the shell with peacemaker 
Yeah. And Mich- Marcel is like a I I always thought that Marcel was was a child. Oh, yeah. In in the movie, like cuz clearly there are adult like there's Grandma yeah. Connie, right? Like and Marcel talks about his mom and his dad and his brothers and sisters. So like Marcel is still we don't know how old. Yeah. But Marcel is just like a little a little boy. You know, it's probably maybe the equivalent of maybe like a 10 or 12 year old based on like things he says and jokes he makes. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't know. You have a you have a son who's in his who's in his teens. What do you think? How old is Marcel? (laughs) Yeah, he seems like he was he would be like around 10 or 11, 12 years old, like around that. Just based off of like, yeah, like you said, stuff he says. Like middle school age. kind Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like, what are, like, what were some of, like, your favorite things in, in this movie, uh, like, with, like, the story, and, like, from, like, some of the stuff that we saw with within it? Um, so, I did cry twice. Uh, I cried twice at some major spoiler points, um, but we've already announced that there were going to be spoilers, so I'm going to yeah. say what those scenes were. Um... And if you've seen the movie, you can probably guess. I cried uh, with the scene between Grandma Connie and the ladybug. And I cried at the end uh, family reunion scene with Marcel and his family. Um, Honestly, like, this movie, I feel like, had to have been made during COVID. I don't exactly know when production happened. I don't know if Wikipedia had that info or not. But there's a lot, the core, like, a lot of the core focus of the film is community. Yeah. Right? I think I, um, and I, I just watched, I actually watched something yeah. that was on CBS the other day where they even interviewed Leslie Stahl, which I thought was kind of funny, but, uh, <laughs> but they, I think uh, Dean Fleischer uh, Camp said that they, they filmed it over, like, the past seven years. Because they had a, they basically had to like film the movie three different times because they had they had to uh, like basically they had to record all of Jenny Slate's audio for the movie, and then they had to like film and edit the movie to uh, storyboards that they did. Then they had to shoot all of the um, like the plate footage, so like all of like the live action stuff in the movie uh without marcel in it and then they had to go back through and add marcel in with the stop motion animation as well oh my gosh well then maybe it's just a coincidence or maybe it's because of the whole thing like about it going viral um you know in the early mid or you know mid 2000s but um my favorite part sorry sidebar because you asked me like what i I loved the, um, they do leave the house once, so it's no longer, like, a single location movie, just briefly, but the, uh, like, the car scene oh, yeah. with Marcel and, uh, like, him getting car sick, because it would totally make sense if you've never been in a moving vehicle in your life, like, that would make sense, um, and that just made me, that just really made me laugh, um, but it's interesting that it was made over seven years because community is such a running through line and is kind of the main theme one of the main themes of the film 
that coming out of the pandemic, which yes, I know we're still in it, but coming out of the pandemic, like we've been all about community more than ever and how like lonely and isolated we all were like during lockdown and things like that and trying to still stay connected right. with people. Cause I know I'm very much, if you can't <laughs> tell, haha, I'm very much an extrovert. So not feeding off of people's energies and being able to like be friendly and, and like hyper with people every day, like definitely made me depressed to stay at home um, for as long as we had to um, and things like that. So I think it's it's hard not to think about a COVID um, with all the talk of community in the film. And also for me, I thought of, of the recent like political climate over the last number of years right. with Marcel like being ignored um, his family like essentially being kind of like taken away him not being able to find them um, he and his grandma just like making do and and not being like so I there there was a lot of of just kind of focus on doesn't have to even necessarily be immigrants it can be like the LGBTQ community and the feeling that they're invisible because right. um, Dean asks Marcel at one point you know what happens when other people have stayed here because it's an Airbnb um, where the movie takes place and Marcel's like no one's ever noticed us before you know um, and that kind of broke my heart when Marcel said that um, and I don't know if that was intentional or not but it kind of just it just like really kind of hurt my heart for him yeah. to say that yeah so I, I would definitely agree with you about like all the uh, like the theme of community and whatnot with during like the film and and again like how it kind of plays differently throughout different parts of the movie too with uh, like uh, where it's almost like meta in a way because uh, the version of Dean Fletcher camp in the movie that's posting I like the videos of Marcel online and essentially what happened in real life is happening within the movie of like those videos going viral and being used to help try to find Marcel's missing family. And where he's like, where Marcel ends up saying like, this isn't really, it's a community or it's, or people are like trying to help. It's, it's more of an audience. So it also kind of touches like on like the whole, like, thing that's kind of be, come up more in the past few years of like influencers and, and stuff like that where people are or like just going to Marcel's house outside and like taking photos in front of the house they weren't even like trying to, to help out the situation exactly yes and I think like one of the most important parts of the movie for me that's really stuck out is when you know Dean introduces him to YouTube and the internet and stuff like that because understandably Marcel doesn't yeah. know those things and he uh marcel's like reading comments that are positive you know like about himself and stuff but he goes this isn't this is an audience this isn't a community and i think that's really that really struck me especially with um you know even from like a podcast yeah. scenario like the difference between audience and building like a podcast community or like the people who listen to animation fascination are part of an animation loving 
community. So I think, for example, like that is your community and then people who just occasionally listen or, or your audience. And then look yeah. at TikTok. It's all performative. I mean, now it, TikTok has been used for good, right? There have been stories of TikTok like being used for good and like, but overall it was meant to be a look at me, look at me, look at me sort of thing. And so I think that that's something very important not to lose sight yeah. of. And also that's something we're all looking for is a community. Um, one that doesn't even have to involve your own yeah. family. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that family is kind of who you choose um, to be in your life. And so I, I just, the movie really resonated with me and it made me, I'm getting older, we all are getting older, but I'm, I, I didn't fully appreciate, you know, being a teenager being in my 20s like you're constantly just looking ahead you're trying to succeed you're trying to do all these things and you think oh, I'm going to be young forever and you're not and we don't take the time to appreciate the popping of popcorn we don't take the time to appreciate you know gardening or smelling flowers or you know what I mean like it it, it and that's all Marcel D yeah. does even when he's even when he's sad he still has confidence in himself he has confidence that things will work out he takes great pleasure in the little things even if it's just watching 60 minutes on Sundays or you know popping popcorn All with right. a magnifying glass like just the little things that we take for granted or or it's just that that really got to me because I can't go back and undo. You just have to move forward and try and be yeah. better. Uh, and side note, like when you when you bring up TikTok, I never I know you and I are, are basically the same age, but I never feel mm -hmm. older than when I I look at TikTok or even try to use it because I I've only ever posted like I think three or four videos on there, and all of them are of my, my miniature schnauzer. So it's not, I think one is, is of me just cause I thought it was funny. Like what, like these strobe lights were doing at, at a Tame Impala concert. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Like you said, I guess to, to kind of wrap our thoughts up, like, like what you said with, about Marcel, uh, that's stuff that I've more recently been trying to do myself with, uh, with the way like I'm trying to experience life and also, like decrease my anxiety or uh, stress or like depression about different things is to try to frame things from like a different viewpoint or uh, find different ways to enjoy stuff or highlight certain things in my life and not try to highlight the stuff that might not necessarily um, impact me and whatnot. And that was a lot of the things that I was taking from this movie too was how Marcel was um, experiencing life and like how um, like much joy he was finding in certain things but also like how helpful he was trying to be to like his grandmother and that like even like like even though like the main story to this entire film was like him trying to find his family 
it ends up still showing like how it's still important to be like have like that time to yourself because by like he goes off by himself at the end of the movie because he doesn't want to be around all of them it's almost <laughs> it's almost like a like a reverse home alone where once the family comes back he goes away and he's like all right and i like how how that also goes back to like show how that connects to like um like because that's where his like grandmother would go and hang out to kind of be alone so it shows how things get passed on through generations and how even though his grandmother had like passed away like how she's living on and certain things that he's still doing by himself so i mean like you and i said earlier in this this movie is rated pg and it can be enjoyed by like a six to seven year old kid but there's like stuff in levels in this movie like a little kid's gonna enjoy marcel throwing up in the car just like we would but, <laughs> yeah, but then like right. there's all this added levels of stuff that's like later in the movie and deep and whatnot that if you're like re really paying attention to it can affect you in different ways too like like you said that made your eyes a little bit sweaty in different parts of the movie then it <laughs> it did the same for me in different parts of the movie as well so i would i would definitely highly recommend this uh to anybody that hasn't seen it i would definitely check out the shorts uh i noticed i want to show them to my wife and my son that that they were both it was funny watching what each of them would laugh at in those shorts like <laughs> he was like my son was laughing at more of like some of the stuff that would like skew younger in there but then i could see my wife like laughing at stuff that was like a little bit higher in there but yeah i would i i've been enjoying like the past few fumes uh fumes films that a24 has distributed in the past few years so this is like another uh great film that they've picked up to distribute like this and i definitely look forward to watching it again and i will Definitely uh, pick it up uh, when it comes out in physical media because long live physical media. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it and share it with my husband because he um, he's Colombiano and only a little bit of his family like lives in the States. So he's actually been apart from um, the Colombian side of his family for a number of years now and family members including his um, grandmother have passed away and he has been unable to like see them or right. say goodbye you know um, but I think um, my other like closing thought on this too is we were talking a lot about like community and, and family and things like that Marcel is an active he's a very active participant in his like in in everyday life like sure his world is small right he lives in like yeah. a house and doesn't know what's beyond really but every day he you know he gets up he has fun he like makes makes new inventions he he draws um he helps his you know grandma connie garden like he's constantly present and doing things and I think it's interesting to contrast him with Dean who you almost never see until the very very end like you see you know silhouettes of him or like side profiles of him but he Dean is going through a breakup in the film and so that's why he's in an Airbnb 
and it's uh, in quite a few scenes dean is like laying on the couch like with his ipad and just like searching for apartments and like not engaging and so i that's one thing that marcel teaches dean by the end i think is being a participant and that doesn't mean suddenly becoming an extrovert i'm not that's not at all you know what i'm saying but not just letting life pass you by it's finding the little things that you enjoy the little things that make you happy the little things that give you like a routine or like meaning and so i think it's important to be active because we only have one life instead of being a, a passive um you know passive like bystander yeah. if that's kind of a word and life was passing dean by he was just wallowing but marcel every day when he was filming him was giving him advice and was also giving him like a purpose um and i think that that's something that kids aren't going to get but adults sure yeah, i don't and i don't remember the exact quote and i'm assuming and i, I remember it being brought up at the screening and and everybody was kind of pointing out how kind of meta it was as well too because of how during the course of them producing the films jenny slate and uh and he ended up divorcing but there's like some some, some line right. that marcel says something like about filming is like maybe he i don't even i don't remember what the exact line but it's like the main idea of it was like maybe if you spent more time not like pointing and filming everything you would be more act act it was like that same theme of like being more active like within what you're trying to capture rather than always trying to capture it through the lens of something else and Marcel would constantly ask him questions yeah. and Dean would be, this isn't about me, this isn't about me. And Marcel's like, I've been sharing really like intimate stuff with you. Yeah. Like it's a two-way street and you can't connect with people. And whether it's, you know, like physical, like romantic relationships or friendships, like you, you, you need human connection and you need to be able to connect with people. And that's something Dean learns through Marcel because Dean is very like doesn't talk a lot and then he starts to talk more and more to Marcel and things like that and he again it becomes it becomes like building that community and connection and then also participating um just in life in everyday life uh so I think that that'll wrap up basically our review and thoughts about the film Marcel the Shell with shoes on uh, now each episode we usually kind of uh, give a recommendation for something now what what would you want to recommend to anybody now it doesn't necessarily have to be animated basically whatever you've enjoyed or been watching like the past week or so um okay cool so i'll include like a few animated things on there um i haven't admittedly haven't finished it yet but i was really enjoying the good guys um which was like i'm sure you discussed it on the podcast like number one at the box office for like a number of weeks and stuff uh i'm a huge fan of heist movies and i do love like quick-witted animation and this is like zootopia oceans 11 i don't know oh yeah zootopia (laughs) thank you i was like zootopia meets oceans i was like it's not thief because that's on my mind because of james con but um yeah it's like zootopia meets oceans 11 so i'm really enjoying that and then, of course, um, Mad God is um, on Shudder, and it's like two hours of, of stop-motion animation. Um, it was years in the making, 
uh, and it was by Don't Tell Me Phil Tippett, oh, nice. uh, special effects creator Phil Tippett. Um, but what I was going to suggest that is non-animated um, is I've in addition to Marcel the Cell being <laughs> on, see I messed up. Marcel and Mar- Marcel messes up oh, his yeah. own name in the movie too. So like they kind of Marcel the Shell has been on a lot of like halfway through the year lists, right? Like top 2022 through like June, you know, for yeah. a lot of film Twitter. Um, and there's a movie on there that I've also seen on quite a few people's lists called um, The Outfit. And I finally watched it. It's also on the Peacock and it stars um, Zoe Deutsch and uh, Mark hmm. Rylance. So if you are looking for maybe another like title for your best of 2022 so far list, um, I recommend The Outfit. And if you like kind of in the animation realm, it's a it's a creature feature, um, but a lot of the effects like are practical. So, I mean, I guess it's technically like not animated, but at least it's not like CGI, yeah. right? Um, there's a, a cute like quick fun 85 minute 90 minute horror movie um on hbo called splinter and um it's not like it's not a five-star movie or anything but if you want something unique if you like practical effects and and like cool looking creature design um i highly recommend splinter um and i think that's all that i've seen within like not all that i've seen but um recommendations that would fit kind of uh this 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 niche definitely everybody check all of those out if you um are able to uh but you guys can follow us individually on twitter i'm at mark viber m-a-r-c-v-i-b-b-r-t and where can they find find you lauren uh you can find me on twitter and even instagram and letterboxd at that movie is fine i i told a a friend your handle the other day and they they thought that was funny because that's basically how they review every single movie so they're like oh i should i should i should have gotten that faster otherwise i could have had the handle ah oh well we're also uh i'm also launching uh a podcast with that same Ah. name very nice. soon as well so maybe uh you'll you'll have to come okay. on right return the return the favor we'll uh we'll talk about maybe an animated movie or or something else entire like sci-fi fantasy because i know that's nice too. Uh, and then you guys can find our show on facebook at, and instagram at animation fascination and then on twitter at animated podcast and then you can email us at animation fascination podcast at gmail.com the longest email address in the world Uh, You can visit our website where I'm posting all these newer episodes as well. And then I'll post a link in our show notes to the animation, animation fascination. uh, Yeah. Merch on. on, It's also a tongue twister. Your your podcast name is a little bit of a tongue twister. And you guys can get that on TeePublic. There's shirts and stuff on there. Um, And then our episodes are edited by Trent Vactor. Uh, But I'm Mark Bibbert. So for myself, for Lauren... Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time.